You're listening to Better Together with Lori and Stephanie on the Stream Grace Network. Well, hello. Hello, Lori. What's going on? Oh, not much. How are you? I am good. Good. How was your workout? It was good. good. I killed it on the bike today. Good job. I had to go for eight minutes on the bike, then work out, and then eight minutes again on the bike and work out, and it was it was a good one. Good job. Yeah. Do you yeah. like the bike? Yeah, I love the bike. Have you ever done a spin class? No, I need to try it. Oh, they're I, horrible. Oh, I like. I would like it. Yeah, it hurts no, your the, rear. the Echo bike at the CrossFit is different. It's pretty hard, oh. and but actually, I did really good. So, um, I don't know why the bike is one of my strong, strong things that really? I can do good at. Yeah. Well, that's really good. I know. Do you ever bike around like Draper or anything? No, no, I don't do that kind of stuff. Oh. No, okay. I just do the the bike at the the crossfit okay but here's the story okay okay so every day every day i'm like i'm gonna eat good i'm not gonna eat any junk i'm gonna do good today every day yes okay every day so jay was with me this morning he was so good at crossfit i was like jay do you want a donut (laughs) he's like yeah yeah i'm like okay so i pulled a dunkin donuts and i'm like what do you want and I'm like, am I, am I going to get a donut? Am I going to get a donut? And I'm like, I'm not going to get a donut. So Jay wants um, chocolate munchkins and a glazed. And I'm like, okay. And that's all I order. Well, there's a problem with the order, whatever. I don't know what they're doing. And then they hand me the order finally. And I look and I drive off. And then I look. And then I'm like, oh, those don't look like chocolate. And then I'm like, I pop one in my mouth because I needed to know what it was <laughs> and it was a blueberry and so I handed in the bags and I was like oh I'm sorry they didn't give you chocolate it's a blueberry and he was it's okay and then I'm like okay god why did I do that why did I just pop one in my mouth I didn't have to do that but it was just a little one wasn't I know it? and that's what I'm thinking it's okay it's just a it's just a circle yes but then we get home and uh he doesn't get the bags out of the car and then I go back out to the car and I'm like Jay, you didn't eat your glazed donut. You got a full glazed donut right here. And he's like, mm, I don't want it. And I'm like, oh my well, gosh. Thank you, God. There's a sign. I need to eat that because well, we can't let food go to ex- waste. Well, I'm not going to throw a freaking donut away. <laughs> so I shove it in my mouth. All of it. And I just eat it. A, a glaze. I can eat a glaze so easy. Is it like a glaze glaze or an old-fashioned glaze it was just a regular glaze see i like the the old-fashioned i do too but that's why i don't get what i want so i won't eat it right but you know but basically if jay's not going to eat his donut i'm probably going to eat it right because i cannot throw it away yeah i had donuts over the weekend i had like two in one day yeah oh please i love donuts Yeah. yeah donuts are like like i mean i just can't go there I just can't. Were you mad at yourself after you did it? Yes, because yeah, I was like, I get so mad. every day I'm like, I'm going to be good. I'm going to drink my protein shake. I'm going to eat clean and it's and nothing's going to happen. But summer is so hard for me to eat clean. I don't know why. You really? would think. You would think it'd be easy with all the fresh vegetables yeah, and fruit. Yeah, but I just want to eat horrible during the summer. And yeah. then I can eat clean. I eat better when school's in session and the kids are in school and when there's more structure. Routine. Yes. Yeah. And in the summer when everybody just wants to do stuff and I want to get a um, snow cone every day of my life. Really? I want to get a snow cone when it's hot. Yes, I want to oh, get I a snow cone. I do not want to waste my calories on that. I know. I want a snow cone or I want a Brahm shake. Well, Okay, I need you to tell me about this shake you made the other day that had, um, (laughs) it looked like it had ice cream, cream an ice cream sandwich, and some peanut butter. 
Yes, because I was tr- I wanted Brahms so bad, uh-huh. and I we didn't have it, but I had those Brahms ice cream sandwiches in my freezer. So I got a banana, and then I and then I broke up about three ice cream sandwiches, and then I scooped some peanut butter in it, and then I poured milk, and then I made a shake. Was it good? It was not that good. Oh, <laughs> it, was, it looked good in the picture. Well, I was, was like, I was like, Stephanie. this is a great idea. I thought it was a great idea, but it wasn't that great, honestly the best thing i shouldn't have put a banana in it but the best thing is just vanilla ice cream and peanut butter and then milk yeah that's just way better really yeah yeah for whatever reason i don't know what but ice cream sandwiches i mean i thought oh this is going to be good but i think it was it has some good. ice cream in there maybe it more i needed some yeah. more vanilla ice cream i think yeah, yeah yeah but yeah oh yeah i shouldn't think about things like that that's i'm like and then i'm like oh i'm posting this i want people to see what i'm gonna do and then people are gonna try it and they're gonna I know, go that's the, terrible i know well i told people because people commented on it on the insta story they're like oh my gosh and i'm like oh, it's not that great don't do it so anyway yeah okay well it looked it did look good i will say yeah, that i thought it was a good idea but <clears throat> now, it just needed more probably more vanilla ice cream yeah i think Lacey's starting my daughter is starting whole 30 oh. on july 1st okay and so i told her i would do it with her but then she's telling me all the things you can't have and i'm thinking well maybe i just want to do a modified version yeah like well. you can't have truvia and you can't have dairy mm. like i need coffee and i need creamer mm-hmm. and i need four packs of truvia oh yeah i like truvia too yeah i love it yeah I put that in, yeah i put that in my coffee yeah i yeah. use four packs oh i use two Okay. And I use half and half. Do you use half and half? You know what I use? What? Fair Life Protein Shakes. Oh, oh, So yeah. I feel like it's protein, yeah. Yeah. salted caramel. And I, yeah, I drink those protein shakes from Sam's. Yeah. What are they called? Quest. Quest no. or Fair Life? No. The other ones. The ones that are in a box. I think Premier. Premier. Premier, Pro, Premier yeah, Protein. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they have a caramel one and they have banana one. Yeah. But uh, Cole likes to put that in his coffee, but I don't. I use half and half. Oh, I do like half and then And then I half. will drink one of those shakes after workout. A Premier Protein shake, I'll yeah. drink it after workout. But yeah. I don't necessarily put it in my coffee. Yeah, I do like half and half. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been up since 4.15 because we lost electricity. I know. That's, that's not it's, good in the summer. No. No. Yeah. And it was awful. Yeah. But you know what I did by myself? What? Open the garage door. Oh, wow. So you got a little bit of a work? I've never done that before. Like, dude was asleep, and I thought, uh, I think I'm just going to try this myself. Yeah. I feel so accomplished. Good. Like, I was out there with my heels pushing up the garage door. Yeah. I was like, look at me go. That's right. So self-sufficient. You didn't have to ask dude to get up. I know. Very nice. I know. So today we have a special guest. We have Darcy Stevens. Darcy, what is up? Not much. How are you? I'm kind of hungry over all the ice cream talk. (laughs) I know. I know. Did you see that picture? Yes, I did. Oh, you did? "Hmm, I should try that, but maybe not. No, I don't think you should try that. I mean, you guys... I mean, it's it's good. It just needed it needs some tweaking. Yeah, I think it needs something else. But and don't put a banana in it because normally I don't put bananas in it. But I thought, oh, I'm just going to throw it in there. Yeah, yeah let's see. Yeah, but yeah. So how are you? Kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm doing good. Um, so my name's Darcy. Um, Darcy I'm, Stevens. Yes, I'm married to my husband Scott. We've been married. We just celebrated 21 years of marriage in March. Wow. wow. Yeah, and we have four kids. Um, our oldest is 18. Then we have a 13-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a sassy six-year-old. Oh, she's cute. She, oh my goodness. Yeah. I do love seeing Abby in youth. 
Oh yeah, yes, yeah. she just started. Yes, I was like, yes. who is that? And then, cause I couldn't tell cause I was sitting behind her and then I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. her. Yeah. yeah, she's excited. She's gonna start shadowing for worship tonight. Oh, good, so, good. Yeah, she's excited. So we'll have Eli and Abby um, worshiping together. I love yeah. that. Nice. Eli yeah. does so great. Oh, thank you. So great. Yeah, he gets nervous, but he's very, it's all natural. Yeah. Like he hasn't had really any, um, training except at school yeah he does great and then of course jason you know teaches him and everything but um yeah so i'm excited to see i told jason i said when they're on there together for her first song let us know and Mm. we will come up there and see both of them yes yeah yeah Yeah. so it's a a fun fun season of life right now yeah kind of sad too a lot of changes this next year our oldest senior mm -hmm, he'll be a senior this year i did not know you were that old she's not well, She's not old. I mean, but I, mean, I get like, married 21 years and I think I'm old. Yeah. So we, we I thought married. she was like younger than me, way younger. Yeah, I'm, I'll be 41. Oh, see, well, you are. You're still younger yeah. than me. We got married. Darcy and we were, I are the same age. We were, whatever. <laughs> we were babies when yeah. we got married. Yeah. Um, literally like 19. And I that freaks me out because our imagine? oldest is 18. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Yeah, that's, you can't, yeah, you, you can't, can't even deal. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, don't think about it. I mean, he's not dating, so thankfully yeah, there's that's there's good. that. He has a his plan that he wants to do and he's focused on that. Good that's for him. Good. Yeah. Yeah. good for him. Yeah. So will he go off to college? Not at first. Okay. He will go to Rose for two years. Yeah. Everybody should free. take advantage mm-hmm. of that. Oh, it's free. Heck yeah. Free yeah. ticket to Rose. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then after that, his plan is to move to New York to go to the New York Film Academy. Wow. Oh, good wow. for him. Yeah. He wants to be a um he's really into theater, but uh-huh. his passion is producing and directing. So we'll see which way. He That's goes. Awesome. He goes with that. Yeah. Wow. It, I'm excited for him, but also also sad. Sad. Like take your two years really slow. Right. Like don't leave mom. Right. Yet. Right. And um, live at home. Yes. Yeah. And we yeah. told him as long as he's going to school, he can. I wish I knew how to make a helicopter noise. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, yeah. don't That's listen for to her. <laughs> don't listen to her. You just let him stay at home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Tanner stayed at home, but I mean, he had goals and he was focused. He went, he did criminal justice. He did the two years at Rose for criminal justice. And then he became. And now look at how successful yeah. he is. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm cool as long as that, but he had to work. I mean, he yeah. had to have a job I mean, and he went to have school. a job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. has a job. He works at Chick-fil-A. Right, right. So As long as yeah. they have a goal and focus, and I give them about maybe two years. That's that's about the max. So you think yeah. 20, it's time for them to yes. fly the coop? Yeah, 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 I oh. think. I'll give them a little bit of time as long as they're focused and as long as they're in school. But if they quit school, they're out. Yeah, yes. I am not yeah. going to be having nothing yeah but anyway yeah it's so weird because I moved out at 18. So I did too. I was like, see you later. I'm out. Yeah. And I Maybe moved that's around. Why I'm different. I just kind of stayed in the nest for till 23. Yeah. 22. Yeah. Well, yeah. everybody's different. I know that, but But I wasn't going to college. Yeah. But I did have a job full yeah. time. Yeah. 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 I did too. I've worked ever since I was out of high school. I've always worked. Yeah. Worked, work, work. Okay, so finish telling us about yourself. Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'm a mom of four. I work for Hope is Alive and Ministries. I work in their office. Um, as the office coordinator. And I also lead a Finding Hope group, which is a group for loved ones of addicts. And they meet, we meet at our church 
on the second and fourth Monday of every month. Okay. How many people do you have in that group? Um, on average, 10. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's a good group. Yeah. So, so when you say addicts, like, is it a wide range, a variety of things? You have a lot. Yeah. Alcohol, drugs, okay. pornography, any okay. of that. It's mostly, um, so we're split parents of addicts and spouses okay. of, of addicts. Okay. So. Do you lead them both? Yeah. So we all meet. Okay. And I teach or I have a speaker come in and um, share what's on their heart and all of that. And then I teach, like we walk through codependency, enabling, forgiveness, grief, um, a ton yeah. of different things that we don't realize that we need to heal from because mm -hmm. oftentimes we're sick, as sick or sicker than our loved one who is the addict. Right. Mm. So how did you get involved in Hope is Alive? So my husband is a recovering addict. He, okay. um, he went to treatment in Texas, and then after that, he went straight. It's called door to door. Mm -hmm. So he went straight from treatment into a Hope is Alive house. Hope is Alive is a is a sober mentoring program okay. for addicts. It's to help them transition from treatment to living a sober life. Because um, a lot of times, addicts will go to treatment and think, "I got this. I, mm -hmm. I'm gonna I can conquer the world," and then the world hits yeah. <laughs> them. And so it's teaching them to use the tools that they got in treatment to use in their everyday life. And so he lived in one of their homes for 13 months mm -hmm. and I started volunteering and we were, our family was and still is very involved in that program. And then the lady that I started helping with COVID hit and she retired mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're like, hey, you wanna come on? So stay at home mom for 17 years and went full time. Wow. Mm. Yeah, as COVID hit. So my kids were coming home. And then That's I was a going perfect time to go back to work. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And then um, Amy, our Finding Hope coordinator, wanted because Finding Hope is a ministry of Hope is Alive. Um, and so Amy, our Finding Hope coordinator, wanted her vision was to see more um, meetings across the state, across the country. And there's nothing on this side of town. And it's all up north, Oklahoma City. Mm, right. And I said, I want one at my church. Mm. So I did the training for that. And then I opened, um, our church was on board and is supportive of the group and just ran with it. And then COVID hit. We were shut down for <laughs> six months. Yeah. And then we started back in... July of last year and we've just been I started off with three three people coming wow. and now we're up to 10. That's great. So That's yeah. great. So tell us kind of a little bit about your story. Like how did you know that Scott was an addict? Um so I'm a daughter of an addict as well. Okay. My mom well, I was born into an addi addictive family and my mom was an addict my whole entire life. Unfortunately, she died in her addiction in 2003 when I was 23 and um, so did swore. you know this growing up mm -hmm. that she was an addict yeah and she lost custody of us when I was 11 my mm -hmm. dad my dad got custody of my brother and I and he was an addict but he was a workaholic mm. <laughs> so um, in that aspect um, which you know people feel when they're missing that void with whatever they think is right and that's what my dad did so um, I, I knew my whole life that she was, she went to treatment a couple of times and just could never live that sober. Overcome. That sober, yeah, that sober life. She just, if Hope is Alive was around uh, back then, I'm like, she could have. Yeah, <laughs> right. But they have to be willing right. Right at the same time. So I don't know. She right. had so many things that she couldn't work through. 
um, that were just holding her down. And the only way she could cope with it was with alcohol. And so when she passed away, I, Scott and I had been married for three years Mm -hmm. and I swore addiction would Mm -hmm. never hit my family again. Um, and I've always had somebody, my brother, after my mom died, turned to drugs and alcohol for, as his coping mechanism. And so I was kind of removed from that because I wasn't at home anymore. Right. And um, he eventually um, found recovery. And then Scott lost his mom in 2009. And um, that was, she was his whole world uh-huh. and the only way he knew love. And like the father's love was from his mom. And when she died, he, he lost, like he felt like he lost all of that. Right. And he Did couldn't he not have his father. His father was not in his life, okay. like consistently. Okay. And his dad, so his dad lives out of state mm-hmm. and they, um, his mom and his dad divorced when he was two and his dad joined the military. And so he was raised by his mom, a single mom and she did a great job um, mm-hmm. being by, by herself. And she was a great, she kind of took my mom's place for a little while. Mm-hmm. When my mom passed away, she was a great grandma. Grandma, And when she died, it was, I mean, it shook all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't know how to cope with that. Yeah. And so he turned to alcohol. We, mm-hmm. we didn't drink at all. I was until, gonna ask, did he drink at mm-mm. all? No. So we, when we first got married, we went to a church that said how bad alcohol was. So we, Mm -hmm. we didn't touch it. And then we left that church shortly after his mom, um, had passed away and he tastes like he tasted it. And that was his coping mechanism. It just progressively got worse and worse throughout the years. So he was active in his addiction from probably 2012 till 2019. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. So, so when did you recognize the problem? I was in denial for a really long time, mm-hmm. um, just because I would make excuses. Oh, mm-hmm. he's doing it because he's hurting. He's mm-hmm. okay, or he had a bad day at work, or just any excuse and enabling and covering mm-hmm. up and mm-hmm. hiding, hiding it. And in 2018, we separated oh. um, because it was really bad. He got just other addictions that he had as well. Was he drinking like every night or? <laughs> Not every night. He would probably drink probably four to five days out of the week, mm-hmm. but the weekends were his benders. So mm-hmm. he would, Thursday, it would start and he would drink until Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like he'd go to church Sunday and then not, like that would be his detox day yeah um and so when we separated it's when it got the worst Uh um because he he also was prescribed um um, antidepressants Mm. and anxiety medication Mm. so he was taking those and drinking and he was blacking out and not remembering things and he got arrested four times in a eight-month period wow for like, like dui one time it, well it's called the apc where they you have actual physical control control of your car but you're not driving so he fell asleep with his keys in the ignition oh. so it's basically like a, they treat it like a dui because uh-huh. they don't know if, if you're gonna drive or not mm-hmm. and so he ended up getting arrested then and then he had three public intox and then the last one um he blacked out and couldn't remember anything and was like raging really bad. Mm-hmm. And that's when I said, 
we, he had moved back home in that period too. And I said, you can't come back until you go to treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause your kids were seeing mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Yeah. They saw some of it before. So when he, the addiction first started, I was drinking too. Mm-hmm. And cause you know, we didn't drink, like we mm-hmm. didn't have the 21, like mm-hmm. let's go out and party thing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't experience all that. I was a mom at 23 had kid after, you know, three, yeah. three kids at that time. And so I was having fun and Isaiah, our oldest was probably eight at the time. Mm-hmm. And he goes, mom, you guys drink a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I have to stop. Mm-hmm. I don't, right. I don't want them growing up. And so I stopped, mm-hmm. but Scott did not. And, um, and so they were seeing all of that and saw the, you know, the raging and the anger and the, just the verbal abuse and all of that. Well, that's what I'm wondering with addicts and maybe like what your situation is. How, like, did you talk about him going and it's like he was in denial and then like just, I guess something really bad happened and then he's like, okay, yes, I'm gonna go get help. So we tried to do a lot of it by ourselves. Like Mm. we started going to other recovery, recovery meetings Mm -hmm. ourselves Mm -hmm. and he was just doing it to appease me at the time Mm -hmm. like he still wouldn't say that he was an addict Mm. at that time and um had friends that tried to help and nothing was working um and and so then that's when um he kept getting arrested and I was like we can't Mm-hmm. live like this mm-hmm. and the last time he was in when he got arrested he was in county and he said I will do whatever it takes to not keep living this way mm-hmm. and he had like he literally had to be removed from his world his everyday life us to focus on mm-hmm. himself and come to terms with the fact that he was an addict because I probably even up until he went to treatment he still just considered himself a heavy drinker Mm -hmm. and and so he functioned at work oh Mm -hmm. yeah he's Mm -hmm. yeah he's been at his job for 13 years wow and um and so they've seen him not an addict and they've seen him as an addict so Mm. they they've been very supportive that's great yeah Yeah, and his his job is driving a truck and so he had to be functioning right um there was times he probably did show up pretty hung hungover the Mm. next day um but yeah he's been able to keep his job he had he's had opportunities to be promoted and all of that mm-hmm. but you know they that's the one thing that hasn't happened because of his addiction because they did see that part of it but right. he I mean he does great at his job he's yeah. really really good so um would you bail him out of jail so I did three times okay. and the last time I refused mm-hmm. so Actually, I couldn't bail him out of jail the three times prior. I had to ask friends. Because you didn't work. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we had the money. I would say, I have the money to bail him out, but I can't sign for his bail because I didn't have a job. Mm. So I would talk friends into doing it for me because I was, like I said, I wasn't a working mom at the time. He was our bread, the breadwinner, and I was afraid of him losing his job. And so that last time I refused. And so I was like, I'm not getting, I'm not asking anybody to help you. I'm not getting you out. And, and he tried, he's like, I'm going to change. I'm going to change. And I was like, I'm, I'm not. And you can't come home unless you do this. You mm-hmm. have to go to treatment and then you have to go to sober mm-hmm. living. And how long was he in County? 
He was in county for five days, four or five days. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it happened on a Thursday and he didn't get out till Tuesday. And then he went Wednesday straight to treatment. In Texas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was just like cut off from the world. Yeah. Like we. Did you take him? Did you drive him? No. They said they suggest that the loved one not drive them because they will. I mean, they're great manipulators, Mm -hmm. so they will do anything they can. Mm -hmm. But they don't know me. I wouldn't have stopped the car for anything. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, but I still was better that somebody else take him. Right. So that person drove him down and like God had his hand in every every inch of it like right. how it played how it played out but he was there we didn't have any communication with him for the first three weeks that he was there mm-hmm. he wasn't allowed to make phone calls then after that he could have phone calls on sunday for 15 minutes mm. wow so he was there for six weeks that's a long time mm-hmm. was it like killing you to know okay how's he doing what is he doing is he staying sober yeah does he have access to any like you know it it did it it kind of I'm a control freak so I want to know yeah me too that's what I'm thinking it would drive me crazy everything and like when he left when the guy came and picked him up and took him I said thank you Lord take like yes now you can finally take care of him and that's when God said I'll take care of him but we got to work on you and so I really didn't have time in that I mean I was worried about him but God really took my focus off of him because when you're a, a wife of an addict or a loved one of an addict, that's all you're thinking about. Right. Like, when are they going to use again? When are they going to drink again? How, mm. What am I going to do to keep them safe? If they go out drinking and they're driving, following them on apps to make sure they're safe. I mean, it's your world. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when he went away, um, God had to completely change my thinking and focus on me and the kids and getting us healthy while he was gone. And, um, so that's what I, what I did and like literally laid on my floor crying out, like, what, what do I do? What's my next step? And so I dove, dove into recovery for myself and my kids. And that's, that's our life now. It's not recovery. Isn't like a fit fix. It's the lifestyle. Right. And so that's kind of how, how we live now and our kids know that and everything. So, but yeah, we didn't talk to him for three three weeks and then 15 minute conversations with the counselor in the room with him so they're listening to our conversation so do you have to not say things or say certain things like are there things you can't say like i miss you or no we could i could say that um a lot of the conversation was it was the end of the school year while Mm -hmm. he was gone so it was talking about you know the kids finishing out the school year i had a friend living with me at the time and talking about her moving out um, in preparation for him when he wasn't coming home, but in preparation of our lives somewhat to returning back to normal because I had a friend living with me for a year while we were separated. Did she, did he know he wasn't coming back home? He did, but he thought the sober living would only be 45 days. Mm. And it was how long? Um, 13 months. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So he was in Texas for what, six weeks? It, yeah, it was 48 days total. Okay. And then mm. he came here to Oklahoma to mm-hmm. where? So he lived in a, um, a, a Hope is Alive house mm-hmm. in southeast o- or southwest Oklahoma City. And it was he, like a group of people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it was a group of guys. A group of guys. There was, so when he, 
So he's actually only supposed to be in Texas for 45 days, but there wasn't a bed at any sober living house in the state of Oklahoma. So he had to wait until the house that he moved into opened. And so Mm -hmm. when he first moved in, there was only three guys that that lived there. And one of the guys that lived there was one of the guys that was in treatment with them. So, so did they build a relationship Mm -hmm. or, okay. Yeah, they get, yeah, they get pretty close. Um, you know, they're in there together. Yeah. And so he got, the friend got out before he did and moved up here and cause he's originally from Texas. And so he moved up here and then Scott, when he got out, he moved, he went straight to the house. Like came literally, I picked him up, he picked up his clothes the rest That's of the right like, there. Yeah. So right did there. he, so how does that work? Does he work during the day and has to go back there and do like classes or? Yeah. So their schedule is pretty like tight. tight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they have mandatory meetings they have to go to mm-hmm. during the week. They have random drug testing that they do on them. They have goals that they have to achieve and um, curfews and all of that. They're yeah. a little fle- more flexible with overnights um, if you're married or you have kids. Mm-hmm. So most guys have to wait 60 to 90 days. At 30 days living in the home, he was able to start staying the night one time a month. Oh. Um, so, I mean, he would come see us um, on probably three to four days during the week and he would go to church with us and he would go back there mm. at night. His curfew was 10, 10 o'clock. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. And so he worked, he, he had life 360 where they monitor mm-hmm, him mm-hmm. and make sure he's going where, yeah, where he's he suppo- needs to be. Where he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to have a, a sheet signed every time they go to a meeting, like an AA meeting or a celebrate recovery meeting or any, you know, recovery meeting that they go to. They have to have that signed. They have to do so many in 30, 30 days when they first go in, it used to be 90 and 90. So he would have to go to a meeting every day for the first 90 days Oh wow! that they, that he was there. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, his schedule was pretty, pretty crazy and overwhelming, but right. we, we made it work. Yeah. How were you when he would come spend the night? Were you like, okay, this will be good or? Um, that was good. The transition that was the hardest was when he moved back home. Mm. And so when he was gone, I mean, we were separated for nine months, and then he came back home and lived at home for from November to March, and then went straight, you know, to treatment and then straight. So I ran the house yeah. for almost two years. Mm. If I, I mean honest, longer than that with him right. in this addiction, right? And so when he moved back, he would I'm like bedtime was my time to watch TV, mm. <laughs> and um, you know I told the kids what to do, and he would he came in like. I want to watch this when we go to bed or hey don't talk to the kids like that I'm like that's only that's how I get them to listen to me mm-hmm. to me no yeah <laughs> so I really had to pray through all of that I had to like let him be the leader that God created him right. to be mm. and that was hard. I mean there's still some that's times hard. where that is hard. It's hard that is hard that's hard it'd yeah. be hard for me it'd be hard for me yeah mm-hmm. yeah so when he would like when he would come for overnights it was it was good, um, but the hardest was when he him coming back when and he moved. So he moved back, back in when? It was a year ago this month. Okay, wow, yeah, so that's he's pretty recent. Home. It is mm-hmm. very recent. Wow. Yeah, so he's been home a year, and 
it, I mean, it's going better than it was the like when he first moved home. He goes, "Do you even want me here?" Mm. Like, it's like, how do you? Yes, yes but yes. I'm going to need to watch this tonight. Yeah. And I'm gonna yeah. got to, we've got to get adjusted. We're going to have yeah. to work it out. Yeah, and there's changes that he had to make too because he's used to living with a bunch of guys. Mm. Like by the time he moved out, there's 14 guys living in the home. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, and so there was. I'm like you're not, you know that you have daughters and I'm a girl. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you have to stop some of, some yeah. of that some of the guy stuff. stuff. Yeah. 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 And um, so which he, he has, he's doing really good on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the kids adjusted really well good. to him coming, coming home. Good. And then you took the kids to his house to like the sober oh, living yes. house. We, mm. we, went, visits. Mm-hmm. we went over there during football season. We would go over and watch the OU football games with the guys. We would cook out with the guys. We take food to the Southside houses still once a month on oh. Sunday nights. We take a meal to both of the Southside houses. And um, yeah, so our, I mean, Annabelle loves all all of those guys. COVID kind of put a wrench in it a little bit just because we weren't able to go over as much. You know, they were protecting the houses when you have that many people mm-hmm. living in a house, you kind of have to be careful of who you let in mm-hmm. and um, everything. And um, so this past Sunday, we took food to them again. And, um, you know, it's not the same crew that was there when Scott was there, you know, cause some of those guys have graduated, mm-hmm. some of them have left, but it's still like Annabelle was so excited to be, you know, I mean, all of our kids are, but she just makes that connection with anybody and just wants them to feel the love of Jesus with, I don't even know that she knows she does it, but mm. she places no judgment yeah. on anybody. And I, I just want my kids to know that the mistakes that those guys made or anybody doesn't yeah. define them. Right. So they go in there loving on those guys. And I'm kind of I'm kind of shocked that kind of Scott wants to go back there and do that. Mm-hmm. Even though I, I, I can see how he could probably want to help people, but I would be kind of like, I don't know if I want to go back there. Yeah. But he steps up and does that. So yeah. does he feel like he can, t- He does he want to talk to those guys and help them a little bit or? He has a relationship with some of them because mm-hmm. like I said, some of them were in the house with him. Mm-hmm. But that's part of recovery is mm-hmm. you're giving back. You're and so to it's help. A, Yeah, so it's an opportunity for him to go back and show there is life after you oh, good. Leave, Yeah, that's you a good example. I mean, house. that really is. It's just, I, th- I just think it would be hard for me to want to go back there. Yeah. Yeah. Did a lot of people bring their families or were you mainly? We were the first, like the first family that brought their kids around all the time. Really? Yeah. Wow. And now do more people do it? Yes and no. Okay. A lot of, so when Scott moved into the house, Riley, what is, um, what his program manager's name was, and I talked to him on the phone trying to get, you know, the plan of when Scott would, when I, when he would be there for check-in and intake. And he goes, thank you so much for being so nice to me. I just got off the phone with another wife and she was very mean and hateful and told her husband to enjoy mm. his vacation. Mm. Oh, wow. So a lot of, like a lot of spouses Probably are bitter. Are, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to get bitter. Mm-hmm. They're living in this house that's on a pond mm-hmm. in a gated community. All guys. And, yes. Working and then coming home mm-hmm. and not yeah. having to deal with the children. Not, not or, yeah. kids. Yeah. yeah. So I would jokingly tell Scott, when you move back home, I'm going on vacation for like six months. Like, mm. I'm gonna go. Yeah. Go. Um, um, but 
parents aren't like that when they drop their kids off. It's more so the spouses. Like there was a yeah. guy at when we were there Sunday that said, so were you at like a point where you just like, we're done? And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, that's where mine is right now. Mm-hmm. And it just, I mean, it breaks my heart for her because I know what it feels like, yeah. but you, no matter how the relationship turns out, you have to get recovery for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, does she go to a Finding Hope meeting? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, she lives, I don't remember what city she lives, but it's not like real, real close. But I want those loved ones to know that recovery is just as, in, like I said, as important or if not more important than our loved ones. Because right. a lot of times they even tell you when you go to like the family weekend at treatment centers, while the loved one's still in treatment, they'll say the addict will leave treatment like really high, like ready to conquer the world. And the addict can't bring you up to their level. You have to be up on that level of recovery with them. If you're not, you're gonna bring them down. So it's, so recovery is important for the whole family. I mean, addiction is a family disease. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. And people mm-hmm. think it's just the addicts. Mm-hmm. No, problem. it affects the whole family. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like our kids go, we go to celebrate recovery too. And they have an outlet there where they are around other kids who get what they're going through. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, they've gone to a recovery camp just not this past week, but the week before that, where they are around kids that got it and they were able to express their feelings to Scott and oh. I of what they had walked. That's wow. good. Through. That's so good. Did that surprise, I mean, when they explained their feelings, did, were you aware of that or were you kind of surprised? I was surprised at how much Annabelle remembered. Cause she, really? I mean, she was born she was in the little. middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I mean, it's surprising, but not cause she was mm-hmm. born in the middle of it all. So it's mm-hmm. all she's known is yeah. his addiction. Mm. And, um, but just how much she, remembers and how she can, I mean, she's sick, so she could voice, well, when daddy went to jail, this is, I was scared when daddy did this, I was scared, but daddy's better Mm -hmm. and he's doing what he needs to do to stay sober. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's good for the kids to be able to talk about that. I think it's so good because, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you don't talk about it, then it's Mm -hmm. bottled up and then you bring that onto your marriage or mm-hmm. relationships in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because I didn't have that. Right. I mean, I there was, there's Alana or Alateen, so when my mom was in her addiction, but it just didn't connect with it. But there's so many different avenues of recovery for families now that I'm just like, I want them to be a part as many, of many things as they, they yeah. can. And I feel like you're making a difference in so many lives mm-hmm. by helping hope, them and mm-hmm. telling your story and mm-hmm. being supportive to spouses. Yes. I hope I hope so. When when Scott left for treatment, I said I want our story to give hope to somebody else's marriage that doesn't yeah. have hope. Mm-hmm. And I've seen so many families that haven't been able to s- survive this, mm-hmm. which not every family is meant to do it and it's so hard. Like it's when Scott and I talk, I'm like, we shouldn't be where we are, but it's both of us daily surrendering each other to God, mm-hmm. not just myself, but I have to yeah. surrender Scott's recovery mm-hmm. to God. Cause I can micromanage, I can try to tell him what he needs to do, but ultimately he has to surrender to God and mm-hmm. I have to yeah. surrender him mm-hmm. to God every, right. like every day. And there's days that it's hard, like, mm-hmm. especially when he moved back home. It was early, I wasn't ready, but I had to surrender mm-hmm. it to God. Like, mm-hmm. cause 
HIA wasn't going to keep him sober. Ultimately, his relationship with God and him working a program Mm -hmm. is what's going to keep him sober and Mm -hmm. not me. I can't be his Holy Spirit. Right. So, yeah, the Holy Spirit has to help you and has Mm -hmm. to help him. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So he's been home a year. Mm Mm-hmm things great they're going great good yeah yeah he's just now so one part of his recovery journey has been how am i going to give back like god's brought me through this what am i going to do and he god's just now starting to reveal that to him Mm -hmm. and he's so excited like i can't wait to see what god is going to do and how he's going to use his his story and um, he has such a heart for for youth, and a lot of the guys that he's living in the home with, that's when their addiction started, mm. was when they were in middle yeah. school, when they were in high school. It's mm-hmm. shocking how much middle school, I mean, mm-hmm. how much drugs there are in middle school. Yeah, yeah, mm. it's, it's, it's shocking. scary. It's very scary, yeah. mm. and I had no clue. I went to a private school, so when I heard all this stuff going through like the kids' school, I was like, Oh gosh, I would let a very sheltered life. Oh yeah. I had the guy that I always get his title wrong and I said I said it wrong when he came to my finding coat meeting, but he is over the borough of narcotics for the state. Uh-huh. Um and he came and did a talk on medical marijuana mm. and all the ways that they market their stuff for teenagers and you know, and it was I opening and jaw dropping i'm like i'm so glad i know these things because i have Mm. a high two high schoolers and middle schooler Mm. and addiction is genetic and so it's like i have to make sure they're aware of these things to know not to try those type of things because you don't know if they're going to have that gene or not right and so it's i mean it's everywhere the stuff that he i mean it's scary but Mm. also we need to know yeah. these things. Yeah. Well, I think more parents need to be made aware. Yes. yes. Well, because like I didn't even know what jeweling was or what, you know, all this stuff was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm like, mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, look at those flavors that they make appealing to kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And then with all the vaping and you can yes. vape yeah. CBD oil yes. now. It's mm-hmm. so crazy. It's crazy. To me. And I mean, I mean, they saw vaping all the time in the houses because, you know, the guys were on some pretty heavy stuff. So that's what they mm. do. They do now. Yeah. And um, not that, yeah. that I, mean, I, have, I I think I'm I don't have a clue of all the things that are going on in the junior high and high school level mm. nowadays. I mean, I try to be aware. Yeah. But I, I just know don't know. Mm-hmm. I really it don't It really know. takes a village and you got to, as it parents, does. stick together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next mm-hmm. time I have, like, I was telling people when he was coming, you don't have to be a loved one. Come listen to. Oh, yeah. I, I wish heard, I would have known that because yeah. I feel like all the kids in the youth, I feel like their parents probably mm-hmm. need to come. Or if yes. you have kids in fifth grade, <laughs> yeah. you probably need to go to that and yeah. be aware of yeah, what's I going love, on. I would love to learn about yeah. that. Yeah. When he, Could oh, you get him back? I can. I can. Get him back and let us know. Yes, I will. Because I think anybody needs if you're a grandparent if you're a parent if you're mm-hmm. sibling and your siblings are younger than you mm-hmm. like you you need to know what to be on the watch for because right. it could look like a pin mm. like a pin that they use at school and they can they walk look around. like usbs yeah mm. that too too yep yeah 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 so now do they have like female hope is alive they sober living do. homes okay. yes yeah so we are um in Oklahoma, we are in Kansas, we are in 
um, North Carolina and Northwest Arkansas. Wow. Yeah. So we have, um, we have 20, 22 homes right now. Nice. And our goal is to have 25 by mm-hmm. the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And, wow. um, and we have women's home in almost every market. And if there's not one yet, we're about, we're going to be opening wow. some. So, so is there more male addiction or female addiction? I, th- we have more men's homes. Okay. So, um, if I'm being honest, I think it's more like aware in men than it is women. Mm-hmm. I was going to say women can probably just keep functioning, functioning as Better. an addict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my mom. Women can mask it better. Right. Yeah. 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 But I mean, alcohol, alcoholism is on the rise. Like we've seen more alcoholics coming into the homes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lately. Well, thank you so much, Darcy, for coming and joining us. If you have any questions, we will link um, Hope is Alive in Darcy's bio. And yes. And I just want to say thank you for being brave and coming and sharing your story. And, you know, I've been meaning to tell you this, Lori. We've got to start being like, and remember, we're better together. That's At the end, or we got to, we got to come up with something. I really said it about five times. Yeah, we got it. We got to get that. We got to work on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are better together (laughs) and we are better with you, We're Darcy. better that you shared your story with us. That's right. And Thank you for having can, me. Yeah, Thank and you. encourage Thank other you. people. Thank you. So if you like this episode, like and subscribe and share with your friends and we will see you next time. Bye guys.